0: Ready for
1: breakfast catch-up on Triple M. Our Meriden police report for this week. I've got Senior Sergeant Mark Tobison in the studio with me. A couple of things to talk about. School is back.
2: School is back. So message from us, I suppose, is to please watch your speeds in school zones. Don't be talking on your phone while you're driving your kids to school. And the last thing is to be careful or to watch out for your kids because sometimes I, you know, I've, I'm a grandpa now. I had little kids, I understand they can sneak out of their seatbelts, so please keep an eye on that because that's a, you know, a, a significant penalty for that offence. So, seatbelts on, no phones, slow down in the school zones, stay down. everybody safe.
1: Absolutely. And as of late, I mean, the day before Anzac Day, we had obviously the situation that happened at Pioneer Cemetery and uh, more recently vandalisation that happened at the... Vietnam Memorial in Royal Little Park there what's the situation at the moment with both of those those okay, cases so
2: the damage at the cemetery was actually a little bit before then um, we attended that job and we have dealt with four young juveniles and their parents in relation to that one and uh, with the job at the memorial a member of the community found some receipts that the offenders used to purchase the items that made the mess they created up there and handed those to us and so we were able to because those receipts are dated and stamped with the time and where they bought the items from so we went to them, saw their CCTV and we've been able to identify three young again, very young juveniles who were responsible for that mess.
1: From the footage, just seeing on the on the realm of Facebook, it, from the outset, it kind of looked a bit like just red paint, but it was a lot more than that. It was a full yeah, concoction. Yeah, it was a
2: mixture of uh, shaving cream, detergent, and pink food dye, and glitter glue.
1: And glitter glue, mm. just bizarre. So the receipts
2: that they left behind contained yeah. all of those items right. and gave us that lead to be able to go and see the CCTV.
1: Well, I'm glad that yeah. that's been found and you've been able to get leads on and results so on both of those. So we haven't actually
2: identified who they are yet, obviously, because yeah. they we don't walk around with our names tattooed on our foreheads, but um, it's not going to be difficult for us to go to the schools and other uh, organisations to be able to identify who the, who the children are. And once we know who they are, then we'll talk to them with their parents in relation to that damage. Fortunately, the damage Wonderful. could be cleaned off. It was It was cleaned off. There was no permanent damage caused.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely the the silver lining. And another silver lining is just how the community has come together in in wanting to clean it up as well.
2: The other good thing about the community in relation to this is that it was through the community that we got those uh, receipts that led us to those... through juveniles for the War Memorial. It was also through some community information that led us to the four juveniles for the cemetery offences. So, you know, and I've, I've said this from the start, you know, without the community, we can't do our job properly. We can't be everywhere all the time. And so we're really grateful for the help that the community has given to us to assist in locating these people. And certainly the Facebook post that shows the community busy bee at the cemeteries is a, is a great idea
1: absolutely and hopefully we get a good turnout on the the Sunday at 9am and they actually already had a, a good p- group of people uh, volunteer with the Shire to go and clean up um, yeah. I think it was just the day after as well um, but um, yes it's good news and yeah we can all work together and making Meriden an even better place to be. Verity for breakfast.
0: for
1: breakfast. And I know lots of chat being had about the cuts to our community resource centres but I can't talk enough about it. I mean, here's just an example. There's some wonderful videos that have been produced on a lot of our CRC uh, Facebook pages and websites. Just listen to this bit of audio here.
3: My name is Annette Williamson. We live in Bruce Rock. I'm a farmer and a volunteer on the Rock Review. The Rock Review is our local paper, um, which is produced through the CRC and it comes out as a hard copy and also as an electronic subscription. The Rock Review has been produced in the CRC for 20 years, and I have been volunteering my time in editing it for around 18 years. The Rock Review um, informs people of medical centres hours, um, visiting practitioners, and it also has publications that come from Wheatbelt Men's Health, Uh, Finding cancer earlier, it informs people of when there is training and education. It also informs people of birthdays, engagements, deaths, all those sorts of things. Plus we also have advertising for local businesses. I feel that um, if there was no CRC then there would be no Rock review and that would be greatly missed in our community.
1: And it wouldn't be the only publication of that kind. I mean, the Pipeline, Ningen News, the Phoenix, the list goes on. And these publications really are, as we're very well aware for those of us that live out here, vital. I said I was going to talk about Alana's visit because she did address it following the State Government's announcement of recommending a a two-tier system funding cut for all of our CRCs. The Regional Development Minister, Alana McTiernan, she said that those cuts need to be made to cater for really really important investments this is all set to be implemented in july next year in the announcement the government said that they've written to all of our CRCs seeking feedback on a recommendation hopefully some people have been able to brainstorm some ideas of where funding can come from or ways to to cut costs or to share resources but uh, yeah the minister Alana, she spoke to the media at the opening of the new Northern Grains Research Facility just the other day, which has seen a further investment of $24 million put into Grains Research and Development, which is a fair bit of money there. Mr McTinnon said that these cuts to the CRCs need to be done in order to save costs for other projects. In some areas, there's huge concentrations of CRCs, she said, and in other areas there are not, so what they're trying to do is be fair to everyone. They don't want to close those facilities down. Fingers crossed, not many of them will be, if any. Look, if you want to share your thoughts, it's 13.27.10 here in the studio. Otherwise, you can always post or message to our Central Wheatbelt Avon Valley Facebook pages. Verity for breakfast. You're on the home of the classic hits, Triple M, and the home for the best footy, especially for coverage for the Avon Footy Association, because I've got Macca on board who gives us all the best details, including this week's preview for round five. How are you this morning, Macca? Good
0: morning, Verity. Good morning, listeners. Uh, Interesting round of footy, round five this week weekend. All kicking off tomorrow. Beverly versus York. Beverly found some form last week with a massive win over queriting to the tune of around about 20 goals. York have been competitive, but I think they're going to have a hard day at the office, even though it's Brad Jones's 250th game. Wow. Yeah, that's magnificent. That's a, that's a sensational effort. He's coaching the reserves. He's done a, the power of work around the footy club, coaches junior footy, and uh, been around there forever. Got some um, background information for, for, for Brad. Um, his likes are MU Export, Millers Chill, Bundy Rum, Freo Dockers, and his wife and kids. His dislikes are the Eagles, umpires, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and leaving home early from parties. He's won, the, he's won a, a, a consecutive award for eight years in a row. Verity, the smelliest roux.
1: The smelliest roux. Um, yep,
0: yeah, um, and it's the touching cloth award. <laughs> <my> favorite food. <laughs> Made his favourite food is Emu Export, and um, his favourite movie is a Sesame Street movie. We can go on, but he's a sensational fella. Does a lot of a lot of work for the York Footy Club, and they might have a, a fair chance in the reserves because he is coaching them. But Beverly win the league on Sunday. Another two games: Railways versus Queriting. It's to be a very interesting game. Railways at home; they were pretty good last week. It's Queriting who were smashed. They'll be better. But uh, i a few injuries too, quoting. so I suspect Railways will continue their winning way. Game of the round is Kellertown versus Fetties. That is the grand final replay. It's been held on I've Got a few injuries. Uh, Coming off the buy, I reckon Fetties might come up, give them a fair shake for the money. So I'll get on board the Fetties band where Cunderdon are having the buy and I think they'll be pretty happy about that. Northern Southern Colt Carnival, it's uh, all the best young players north of the Great Eastern Highway all the way to Geraldton. We'll be going to Wongan Hills on June 16th and 17th. We'll give you more information. Uh, as that comes up, uh, that's the wrap, uh, oh, that's a preview of the Avon Footy Association. Very all thanks to Baxter's Rural in Tandogan.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much for that, Macca. And, again, a congratulations to Brad Jones, the 250th game. And I liked that uh, bit of detail, finding out a bit more about him. We'll have to do a bit of a hot seat each week for any other milestones coming on up in this season. And that Colts Carnival sounds like it's going to be a wonderful opportunity as well for some of our young guns out here. That's that's awesome. So we'll get more from you, a review, on the Monday morning, Macca.
0: Thank you very much. Verity for breakfast. For breakfast. Triple M. Triple M. Triple M
4: the world according to quinny
1: we've got a few things to talk about this morning quinny sporting news a few people have made it into the state 40 sides
4: yeah just a little bit of recognition for a couple of uh, three young northern boys that have four actually made it into the three have made it into the state 18 footy side and one to the 16 side so devon robinson ian hill and sydney stack have made it into the state 18s footy academy which is fantastic and nathan o'driscoll has made it into the state 16 so well done to those guys that have uh, put a lot of hard work in Ian Hill is Sydney Stacker, right? up, up and coming excellent footballers and Devon Robinson is just going to be a jet when he gets going. He's a uh, nephew of Darren Glass, so he's got a bit of oh, yeah. pedigree pred- in him. So <laughs> uh, that's good. He's just, actually he's just come back from playing for Australia in Tasmania uh, last weekend. So well done to all those three, so we'll keep an eye on for them. It's fantastic. So.
1: Got the Perth Hills Wheatbelt Band that have made their way back. Yeah,
4: this is great news for Phil Robinson. He's, most people know him, he's a music teacher around town puts a huge amount of effort into the perfields and Wheatbelt Band. And they've just come back from a music festival in New York and they played at Cagney Hall, which is one of the, well, I would say, bucket list of people if you play music to play there and they picked up a silver award for excellence for their efforts they had a 35 member band go across and a fair few people from northern are in that band a lot of young kids have gone across there well done to those people they had to raise some funds and had a great time over there for a couple of weeks so always good when people go away and come back with a little bit of recognition and great experience anyway
1: wonderful and speaking of great experiences There is one up for grabs, a bursary for a young woman with the Northern Women in Business. Yeah,
4: we all know how well the Women in Business and what great work they do around Northern. And every year they offer a bursary to a young lady to help them out in their future studies or future business aspects. So if there's anyone in the wheat belt or anyone a little bit further out that you know that is thinking about going into business or they're going to maybe go to university and study to start a business or develop a career that could do great things they can get a hold of either joe hill at sports power or esther in the northern chamber of commerce office and just seek a bit more information into this but this is a fantastic bursary that the women in business put out every year and they do a great job so anyone out there over 18 female that as I say, wants to further their career, this is a great opportunity and can't talk highly enough about the women in business and the work they're doing around town at the moment.
1: Thank you so much for your time this morning and we'll rope you on board for next week. Hopefully you warm up a little bit.
4: A little bit quickly, one more tip. I'm having a bad run with my tips. Easy tip out of Geelong and GWS tonight.
1: I'd have to say Geelong.
4: Geelong at home. Yeah. All right. I'll go with your tip then. All right. I'm having a shocking run myself.
1: And you have to hold <laughs> me accountable. We'll check in next week, and if I'm no good, then uh, oh, you can blame you. it on me. All
4: right. <laughs>
1: Verity for breakfast. For breakfast.
4: Triple M.
3: Triple M.